You're listening to the Truth and Boots podcast. Join me as we search the Bible for truth about our God, for hope to encourage us through hard trials and struggles, and for answers for anyone who questions our faith. The truth of God's Word is not fragile, impractical, and only used on special occasions like a pair of stiletto heels. God's Word, like a pair of sturdy boots, is meant to be put to work daily and is designed to protect us and help us through the mud, streams, and rocks of life. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Truth and Boots podcast. We have been through a whirlwind of understanding our God. There is a lot you could study in the scriptures about each of his attributes. You could spend a lifetime studying and not know everything. So this is by no means comprehensive. I skipped a whole lot of attributes that I really wish I could have spent some time on with you. So this is an opportunity for you to go back and study study these attributes for yourself. If you're interested in doing a Bible study on God's attributes, go to truthandboots.com and go to the resources page for the lists of verses of who God is. And that will be a great place for you to start your study, but by no means in there. Now this episode today is God's love and my salvation. God is love, period. Some might say that is all that needs to be said about God. That's all you need to know about him. You just need John 3.16 and you're good to go. But I contend that you cannot truly understand God's love unless you first understand the rest of his person. And that is why this series I've done does not start with God's love, but ends with it. So first, God loves you because of who he is. 1 John 4, 7 through 10, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. As I referenced before, that's kind of the, the nail that a lot of Christians these days hang their hat on. God is the source of love, so... We cannot truly understand true love unless we have personally experienced that love through accepting Christ's forgiveness of our sins. For love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. But secondly, God saved us because he loves us. 1 John 4 goes on to say, In this, the true love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world. that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of our sins. I love how Ephesians 2 puts this, but God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. God saved us because he loves us. We were enemies of Christ, sinners, and yet he still chose to love us. And we can't completely understand this statement until we do understand him. So let's dig into that. See how God's love is seen in light of his other attributes. God's love has no limits. 
Jeremiah 31.3 says, The Lord appeared to him from far away. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. In our study, we've seen that God is holy. He is set apart. He is high and lifted up. He is so far above us that we have a hard time understanding his, his perfection, his, his loftiness. God's love has no limits because he is holy. He is high above us in our understanding of love. There's no limit to it. There's no limit because God is eternal. So his love will never stop. God is omniscient. He knows everything about you, what you have done, said, thought, and he still loves you. It's not limited to you being good one day or the next. No, it's not based on you. He doesn't love you because of who you are. He loves you because of who he is. Here's an illustration. You're getting married. You're getting married to a guy that you've known for a while. But it's not just you've known him for a while. It's you have the knowledge of everything that's going to happen in the future. You know every cutting remark, selfish action, and hurtful response that your husband will say and do. You know you're marrying a man who will have multiple affairs, who will sometimes act as if he doesn't know you to avoid public ridicule, who will lie to your face, who will shout insults at you and then ignore you for weeks until he wants something from you. This man is selfishness embodied. He's like the ultimate example of what you do not want to get married to. Now, you know that occasionally he will beg your forgiveness and promise to change. But then you also know before you get into this marriage that he will go right back to treating you with indifference a few days after he promises to change. You know all the pain this man will give you over the years, but you still choose to have a relationship with him. This is how you treat God how I treat God. He has known for eternity past everything you will do and have done. But before the beginning of time, he chose to love you. Not because of who you are, but because he is set apart in who he is. Psalm 51.1 Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, Blot out my transgressions. God is faithful, steadfast. He will not change. He is merciful and abundantly so. God's love has no limits because he is holy, eternal, omniscient, faithful, and merciful. Next, God's love is beyond our comprehension. Romans 5, 6-8 says, for while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So often 
people say, how can a loving God send people to hell? Well, that is the wrong question. Because go back to episode 23 and 21, God is just, he's righteous. God is holy, set apart, high and lifted up. So the correct question is, how can a just and holy God love sinners? That is what doesn't make sense. God is good. God is wise far beyond us. And that is why a just God and a holy God can love sinners. His love is beyond our comprehension. We can't understand it when we understand the rest of who he is. We were his enemies. Finally, I am saved, so I am secure in God's love. Romans 8, 31 through 39. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. I am secure in God's love because... Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That right there is one of the most powerful statements in the Bible about God's love. We love to claim that verse as our security, as our rock in troubled times. But let's break it down. We claim that we can't be separated from God's love. But why is that? You can't be separated from the love of God because he is everywhere. God is omnipresent. So height and depth don't matter to him. There is no place in this universe that you can go that will separate you from God and his love for you. There is no place outside of this universe. I know that's kind of hard to wrap your mind around. But outside of this universe, there's no place you can go that will separate you from the love of God. Because God is everywhere. He is omniscient. So he knows the things to come. So when this verse says, shall tribulation, distress, persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? No, God knows all those things are happening. And then he goes on and says, nor things present, nor things to come. God already knows it all. He's planned for all of it. You cannot be separated from God's love because there is nothing that will happen that he does not know is going to happen. He is wise. 
So you can't be separated from God's love through the manipulation of others or circumstances that happen in your life because he will always know the answer. He is eternal. So his love will have no end. It's not just a spatial limitation. It is a time limitation. Nothing, even time, can separate you from God's love. 300 trillion years from now, which is not going to happen because the universe and time will cease to exist before that happens. But that is not enough time for you to outlast God's love. Eternities will go by, if I can say that, when you are celebrating in the new heaven and the new earth. And yet, any point in the future, you cannot be separated from God's love. You can't out wait him. It will not peter out. Nothing can separate you from the love of God because he is righteous. And because he is righteous, go back to the previous episodes, he was able to pay the penalty for your sin. So now not even your sin can separate you from the love of God. He conquered death for you. You can't be separated from the love of God because he is faithful. I've said all these things about who God is, but that will never change about him. He won't be omniscient one day and not omniscient the next day because he cannot change. Go back to that episode. Review that. Nothing can separate you from the love of God because he is sovereign. His will will be done. So... Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Nope, God's seen all that ahead of time. He knows that's coming. That can't separate you. Neither death nor life. He's righteous. He's conquered sin and death. Now get this. Nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, that includes the angels and the demons, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be separate, able to separate us from the love of God because he is all-powerful. From the beginning, God created the universe. There is no person or thing in the creation that can overpower the creator. God is all-powerful and nothing can snatch you out of his hand. So I am saved. I have accepted Christ's forgiveness for my sin. And I am cleansed from my sin because he was righteous. He was able to take on the sin and the penalty of everyone on this planet because he is also infinite. He was able to do that. So nothing I can do can separate me from the love of God. Nothing, anything else in creation can separate me from the love of God. And God himself will never separate you from his love. You are secure. God loves you because of who he is. God saved us because he loves us. That is it. Nothing else. God's love has no limits. You can't ever run out of the love of God. 
God's love is beyond our comprehension, so don't question why a loving God would send sinners to hell. Question instead why a holy and just God would love you. It doesn't make sense. And then finally again, I am saved. And to be saved, that means you recognize that you are a sinner. That you have missed God's perfect standard. That you deserve punishment for your sin forever. But that Christ paid the penalty for all of our sins on the cross because he is perfect. He is righteous. He is holy. He is infinite. So he was able to pay for all of our sins at one time. You recognize that. And you have told God, I am a sinner. I need to be saved from my sin. Will you please forgive me? That is what it means to be saved. I am saved. And because of that, I am secure in God's love. We have that promise for eternity. For God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you.